for another week with the Midwestern Nerds. I am Chad Coffin. And I'm Brian Stoffel. And as always, you know where you can find us. Midwestern Nerds is the name. M-I-D-W-E-S-T-E-R-N-E-R-D-S. You can find us at Twitter and at Instagram. You can find us at that name at gmail.com and the Midwestern Nerds podcast on Facebook handful of streaming platforms that we're on apple Podcasts, spotify breaker overcast radio public pocket cast anchor and google Podcasts. and if all of that was too much of a jumble just head over to midwesternerds.com again that's m-i-d-w-e-s-t-e-r-n-e-r-d-s and if you guys would be so kind when you guys are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever it may be, take a couple seconds, drop that five-star review, make sure you're subscribed, and if you're feeling so kind, put a review in there. You know, giving us the reviews, giving us the stars really helps our notoriety out there and gets us out there to more people so they can enjoy the Midwestern Nerds as well. So we're going to mix things up a little bit for you guys this week. We have a little different organization for the podcast because we have fun things to talk about in the main topic that tie into the news really well. So we are going to start out with a sports fan favorite, the Chadillac Checkdown. First things first, some big happenings this week. And by the time you guys listen to this, there's probably going to be even more stuff. But as of Wednesday night, some big things happened. We know we've said before, and a lot of times, we're not going to sit and harp on the big news, the bad news, the stuff that makes the world an unhappy place, but unfortunately, it does affect the things that we talk about. And this week, uh, unfortunately, there was a shooting in the Wisconsin city of Kenosha, where it fatally injured a young black individual, which has now led to boycotts across the league. And it, it mainly started with a lot of uproar with the league, the different players and things like that, and led to the Bucks who had a three o'clock game today, boycotting the game and not coming out on the floor. This led to the Orlando Magic, who were they playing against, saying, no, we're not taking it as a forfeit, you'll reschedule it. Then the NBA took the other two games of tonight that were slated and canceled those as well, pending a postponement or whatever, rescheduling. These were big games. The Bucks are 3-1 over Orlando, could clinch the first series with a win today. Lakers over Portland, especially because the Portland star Damian Lillard was out due to a sprain, who knows, he could be back because of this. Then the Thunder and Rockets are 2-2 right now. So again, these games meant a lot, but I think the stance that they're trying to make is to show them what's more important. Shortly after that, again, news continues to come flooding in. Brewers and Reds were supposed to play in Milwaukee tonight. That game was postponed as well. The MLS responded that five games were also postponed due to the shooting that was in Kenosha. NHL Wild's Matt Dunba, founding member of Hockey Diversity Alliance, says decision to play Wednesday is sad and disheartening. Again with that, the news kept rolling in. There's going to be a special meeting of the Board of Governors for the NBA. They're going to be meeting tomorrow morning right away. I don't know what this means. Is this the end of the NBA season that we waited so long for and hoped so hard for and fought for? 
we do not know. Again, we are not here to give you guys our opinions on the situation or really news break the situation in itself. We're just here to inform you on what is happening in, in the nerd world, what is happening in the sports world due to these circumstances. I don't think that sports is going to be canceled indefinitely. I could see there being delays because, like you mentioned very well, is the fact that sports right now, baseball, basketball, hockey, is not the most important thing that's going on right now. The things that are happening right now in the world, as much as they suck, they're going on, but they need to be recognized and they need to be addressed. And this is the best way that these teams and these players are thinking is the right way to go so well especially with COVID going on right now what's the biggest platform that exists it's sports almost all the time sports is the biggest platform that exists and a lot of people want to say just shut up and play your sports that's what you're here for they're taking the opportunity where all eyes are on them to say hey something's wrong putting a ball in a hoop is not important right now absolutely and you know once this kind of settles down you know the the riots stop in kenosha and things start to get resolved i think we'll then be picking the ball back up literally and figuratively with all these sports so moving away from that again the bucks were at 3-1 with the orlando magic it's kind of shocking to see the bucks were at 3-1 because this is a series that they should have swept you look at their whole work in the bubble with those eight games the Bucks not only came in with that mentality, they also looked like they had the mentality that they only had to win one game. They needed to win one game to secure the number one overall seed in the playoffs. And they frog and played like it. <laughs> they did not look cohesive. They did not look like a unit. They were not shooting well. They were off nights. They got their win, but it was it was a limp to this. First game, you head into the playoffs, the Bucks lose to the Orlando Magic. They got their butts whipped they got their tails handed to them and i think this was the shake that they needed the slap in the face to say hey guess what you guys aren't you know the king of the hill you're not undefeatable you're not titans you are vulnerable you can be beaten if you don't come through again they turned around and played the slap around game and started beating the heck out of orlando winning games by 20 and 30 points Giannis was it was crazy so hopefully this is the turning point but again they're allowing 106 110 points from the orlando magic they're not going to be able to allow that with the teams that they're going to be facing in the next couple rounds. It's like any breaks that you take in sports, whether it be like a bye week in football or just, you know, COVID in general. Teams, when they get time to rest, they're not in that continuous rhythm. So now it's building back up. A lot of times when you get breaks like that, it's you get that mentality of, oh, we were great, so we're going to be great. And you kind of forget the fact that, oh, hey, we haven't been playing for how many months together. It's been how many months since we've had a real game. And sometimes it, it takes that time to get back up to speed, you know, get back in that rhythm, get that groove back. And that's what the Bucks need to do. And especially now with the playoffs keep going on, if they want to stay in it, they got to just keep playing better. Well, again, like I said, Miami swept, Boston swept, Toronto swept. These teams look scary, much scarier than the Bucks right now. Bledsoe's got to get it together. Middleton's got to start shooting. We need strong defense out of West and out of, out of Brook. These guys have got to put it together. In addition to the Bucks basketball, somebody else who was playing basketball very well, probably better than the Bucks combined, is Luca, the man in with the Mavs. The guy on Kobe's birthday, they were down 21 points, comes back with a 40-point triple-double and becomes the youngest player to hit a buzzer-beating shot to win the game 
in the playoffs ever. Luca became a pro at 14. The guy is a freak of nature, and he looks like he would say, yes, sir, I'll have your daughter home by 10. <laughs> he, he's, a, he's a great kid. It looks like he's going to be an awesome piece for basketball, but the guy comes out and looks like a freak. That made the series 2-2, and then now the series is 3-2 to the Clippers. Again, it's a battle right now. This game is positioned to go tomorrow, but again, we'll see with what everything is going to bring. In addition to that, what is a huge Giannis won the Defensive Player of the Year Award for 2020. Nice. Um, it is crazy to see this guy continue to grow. In 2017, he was the most improved player in the league. In 2019, he was the league MVP. And in 2020, he was the Defensive Player of the Year. The first player in NBA history to win all three awards. In addition to that, do you know how old Giannis is? Not very. 25! <laughs> 25! Like, if the Bucks didn't hit the lottery with this pick, I, I, I don't know what to say. It's, it's crazy. We continue to get to see this guy grow with him being a Buck, and hopefully for long term. Now, we move out of basketball. NHL playoffs are still going on. They're headed into the second round. A shout-out to the Golden Knight himself, Vegas Golden Knights. They are tied with Vancouver 1-1 to after today. The White Sox, Lucas Giolotto, had a no-hitter for the White Sox. It was a team record for strikeouts and the first no-hitter in this MLB season. Last but certainly not least, super important to the world of sports, maybe not the United States of sports, but Leo Messi wants out of Barca. He is one of the highest played players in the league. He's one of the highest played athletes in the entire world, but Barca has not been winning. He's like, hey, if we can't win championships, I don't care about the money, I'm leaving. So that was the biggest news to come out of there. That is the end of soccer. That is the end of the NHL. That is the end of basketball. There's no football news because uh, we'll see if Roger Gillow gets his head out of his ass. But that does mean that is your Chadillac Checkdown. And before we get into the news flash, we're going to just start off with a little bit of news that happened this week a little bit of personal news i was fortunate enough to get the opportunity to have a five minute conversation with one of my favorite bands of all time pop punk band called four years strong and i was super excited for this it was an opportunity that doesn't come around very often if ever one of the good things to come out of the quarantine and everything being on lockdown is the fact that since these guys aren't going out and about and promoting their new record, they have nothing else to do but to talk to the fans. I got to have an awesome conversation with them, got to connect with them and talk about things going on in my life, got to talk about my first experience meeting them, which was during a really rough time in my life, and just the interactions with them meant a lot to me at that time, and I got to share that story with them and the appreciation and with this big story i am turning this into like the best stop recommendations to recommend their latest album that came out back in the spring weeks before coronavirus was a thing and that is brain pain this is an album that was kind of fitting to come out at the time that it did a big chunk of this album kind of talks about you know getting out of a rut telling that voice inside of your head to just shut up and do the things that you want and need to do. And that's something that, you know, could be a struggle in lockdown and quarantine. You have all this free time, but you just don't have the drive and the motivation to get things done and do the things that you want to do. And this is an album that really kicks up that motivation. I highly recommend checking it out and 
gives these guys some love because they they really do earn it in this album and uh, another thing that i forgot to mention in the whole conversation that i had with them i mentioned the podcast they asked me what i was doing in quarantine and i told them that we were doing this podcast and i sent them an official invite if they ever wanted to come and grace us with their voices on this podcast and uh we'll see if that happens we'll definitely keep reaching out to them and see but so tell all your punk rock fans all your music fan friends that it's gonna happen i mean if we have to do this podcast for 50 years and it eventually gets to the point where four years strong is like i guess we have nothing better to do we will have that episode I mean, it's quarantine. I asked them what they were doing, and all that they said was trying to figure out how to do virtual meet and greets. And I was like, well, you got nothing to do. <laughs> You're always invited on to this podcast with us. Make some stickers and send them out. And let's not skip over the fact that Brian sent out a Snapchat immediately following his <laughs> meet and greet with these guys. And if it wasn't for the type, like the typing across the screen, you wouldn't even have known Brian was on the screen. He was shaking so bad. He's like, look at how bad my hands are shaking. And all I wanted to text back was, how about your other hand holding the freaking camera? <laughs> but yeah, dude, that is that is awesome. Fortunately, most of my favorite bands are either dead or disbanded. But um, that is so, so cool for you to, to have that experience. It, Like you said, it's, it's, it is once in a lifetime. Like the chance to just sit down and have a conversation. We're not talking like one of those apps where you like say oh can you send me a personalized video for for my wife and i's anniversary and they send you it for like 300 bucks this was you engaging in conversation with your favorite band yeah i'm sitting on this website waiting for the call and then all of a sudden boom it pops up on the screen it looks like you know a phone call that you'd see on your iphone for your strong calling like answer or deny and i was like ah and then you click on it and they're like hey brian what's up and i'm like what <laughs> you know my name you know my name i'm part of your world now i exist to you yeah dude that that is that's so sweet now i feel like i shouldn't even do my best stuff because now it seems like sucky best they, stuff. they gave me some shit for the wisconsin accent too they're like oh where are you from i'm like appleton wisconsin ah wisconsin, wisconsin. i'm like yeah yeah wisconsin wisconsin well speaking of wisconsin and keeping with our midwest theme my best stop this week it's not beer like yours was. My best stop this week is cheese. Oh. Wood River Creamery in Grantsburg, Wisconsin has a line of cheddar Gruyere cheeses on sale this week at your local grocer. Ones I picked up were Herbs de Provence. I probably just slaughtered that. Black <laughs> truffle and mango habanero. Oh, my cheeses. <laughs> they were so good. It's a soft, a semi-soft smooth cheddar that mango habanero had that perfect sweet and spicy the herb de province i wanted to like blend it and make it into like a spreadable cheese it was and that black truffle something about truffle man like not only truffle does not only belong to bobby flay and gordon ramsay we can have it too brian do you have anything else for the best stuff this week no that about cuts it and all i'll say about your best stuff recommendation is it sounds like heaven to my taste buds and hell to my intestines because <laughs> as much as i love cheese my body does not love it so just leave it at that and that is your best stuff recommendations for the week now we're going to jump into our brand new segment that we introduced on episode seven Newsflash. 
First up, the boys recruit Supernatural's Jensen Ackles for Season 3 to play Soldier Boy, the very first superhero. You! No. What's funny is when he announced it on Twitter, he used the Soldier Boy by Elvis oh, in his video. Okay. And he's holding right. up a boy's comic book and he's like, just kind of <laughs> nodding at the camera. It was it was pretty good, but that's the first thing that I thought too when I heard Soldier Boy. That's like freshman year high school. Yeah, super cool to see Jensen Ackles. I am a Supernatural fan. I was a big fan at the beginning, and unfortunately after a handful of seasons, it gets rather repetitive, not relevant. Jensen Ackles is a phenomenal actor. If you guys weren't aware, he was actually the first choice for Captain America in the MCU, oh. but he had scheduling conflicts with Supernatural, and because he had been on there for so long, such a permanent gig, he had turned down the role, which ended up giving us Chris Evans, which, again, Jensen Ackles would have been phenomenal, but Chris Evans really fit that slot. And like we talked about before, with Russell Crowe and Wolverine, like it's funny how one little change of the hand and we get the perfect people for each role. Absolutely. Because uh, I could not see anybody else as Dean Winchester, chiseled jaw, dark-featured, handsome, brooding... It's a perfect role for him. So to bring him into the boys' universe, it's it's really exciting. One thing I didn't know until looking into this when the announcement was made, one of the creators of the Supernatural show and the showrunners is also one of the showrunners for the boys. So it makes sense that they would cast him to be this character. And it's, it's going to be interesting to see how this character interacts in this world because from what I can tell, he's kind of like... A Wolverine slash Captain America combined where he doesn't age and he's been around since World War II and he's still around doing superhero stuff. Our next story is Will Smith and Kevin Hart are teaming up to bring us a remake of the classic Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Insert toilet flush noise here. <laughs> I couldn't agree more, especially since like the director of the original is not coming back because he's dead. And this feels like a Ghostbusters remake type of movie where, you know, you got some talented people together, but I just can't see this going as well as the classic, the first one went with John Candy and uh, Steve Martin's. LeBron James announced the new uniforms for the Toon Squad, which would be cool if the logo was actually on the front of the jersey, I mean, I get that it was like a, a design choice to put it at the side of the uniform, but it makes no sense to me. Monstars 100, LeBron 0. Creators of Stranger Things have announced that they are going to be going beyond season 4. They know what the end is, and they know when the end is, and it is not in season 4. Unless Netflix says otherwise, but... With Stranger Things being their most popular franchise under their belt, I can't see them being like, nope, sorry. Olivia Wilde was announced to be writing and directing a Sony Spider movie. It's been rumored that it's going to be Spider-Woman, but the question is, what version of Spider-Woman is it going to be? Is it going to be Spider-Gwen? Is it going to be Jessica Drew? Is it going to be one of the other females that wore the costume in the comics. So I think the thing that comes across with this article is that it's led off with Olivia Wilde being the director, but then it completely just unloads a bucket of information that there's like six different Spidey-related and Spidey-verse movies coming out in like the next two years from Sony. Madam Web, another Venom movie. Like, it, it's crazy where this all just dumped out, and it's like, how is this not all different articles? It was crazy. 
going off of that, Craven the Hunter has landed a director for that movie, which is going to be by Triple Frontiers, J.C. Chandor. It's going to be his first superhero movie. And like Chad said, this article and the Olivia Wilde article kind of opened up the floodgates of what Sony is planning to do for their live action spider movie verse. We got Morbius and Venom Let There Be Carnage coming out. Madam Web has been announced. Jackpot has been announced. Spider-Woman now has been rumored to be the Olivia Wilde movie, but she's got a movie under her belt. It's kind of a weird hodgepodge of characters that I don't see where the draw is going to be for these characters and how it's going to be pulled off without Spider-Man. Like, I know Jackpot off of the recent Spider-Man run, but if you would have asked me before that, or like two months ago, couldn't have told you. And would I care to watch it? Probably not. So unless you got a really good story and a really good trailer to kind of draw people in, I don't know how you're going to get people into the Spider universe. Lord of the Rings is releasing a new video game with a character that you would least expect, Gollum. I don't know how Gollum makes a whole video game. <laughs> I don't. I've I played all the three uh, Lord of the Rings games that came out, and especially early on was like PlayStation Two era, and they were great. I don't know how Gollum's story makes a, um, a video game unless you start way early on, before he finds the ring. Then he finds the ring. Then he becomes corrupt. Like I think that's the only way. That and doing what Peter Jackson did with the Hobbit movies of just like taking the source material very loosely and just doing whatever the hell that you want to do with it stretching and stretching i don't i don't i don't know who was calling for this game to come out and i don't know who's gonna play it there's a huge crowd of people like we want to play a golem game out of all the characters that they could have chose to make a game off of this is the one i would have least expected i want a game with the ents before i want a game with golem (laughs) right even the trees walked in that fucking movie. Some more weird news. The Powerpuff Girls are making a comeback. Not animated, but a live action show is in the works at the CW. The storyline is kind of interesting. It's about the Powerpuff Girls being older now. They're like in their 20-somethings or whatever. And they're regretting the fact that they were crime fighters their entire lives. And now, resentfully, they need to reteam to save the world once again. This sounds like it could be a kitschy movie, like a, like a fun, rompy movie, a guilty pleasure movie. But I don't know how you're going to stretch this out into a whole series, a whole TV show. It's going to be interesting to see how it's done live action, but... Uh, the CW has hasn't done a whole lot of wrong since they started the whole superhero gang. I will admit I did watch Powerpuff Girls back in the day. I thought it was a fun show, and hopefully they can capture the spirit of that show and bring it into this live action. The perfect concoction for three little girls. Sugar, <laughs> spice, and everything nice. When Professor X accidentally added Chemical X. <laughs> Eleanor Holmes is a new movie that's going to be dropping on Netflix on December 23rd and is about Sherlock Holmes's sister, Eleanor Holmes, played by Millie Bobby Brown. Henry Cavill is also going to be Sherlock Holmes in this movie, and Helen Bonham Carter is playing Millie Bobby Brown's mother. 
they have an excellent cast simply in those three characters, but they do have additional actors and actresses that are phenomenal. In the trailer alone, Henry Cavill, besides being dashing and handsome, is I love him as Sherlock already. Millie Bobby Brown, as an actress, has been awesome so far, from Stranger Things to her Godzilla movies. She's been, like, bursting onto the scene, and she seems very tough girl but funny in this movie, which I think will be great. And then Helen Bottom Carter, like you said, Bellatrix Lestrange, like, we see her acting chops in there. I can't wait to see her as the, as Sherlock put it, the quite crazy or quite off mother that we had i mean she's played that role how many times in how many tim burton movies as well mm -hmm. so this is a movie that when it was announced i was like what and why and then watching the trailer i was like oh i guess they actually did something with this that's what and that's why <laughs> that's what and that's why and i'll probably be watching this because we don't have a whole lot of movies coming out right now but if you can drop this on netflix we'll be sure to check it out and we'll probably end up talking about it on this podcast. The last story for the news flash segment of the day is going to lead into our main big topic, and that is Batman The Long Halloween has been announced as a two-part animated movie. I could not be more excited for this if they do this movie justice like they did Batman The Dark Knight Returns. That was another animated movie that they split into two different parts. It was very faithful to the book. The animation was absolutely stunning, and it was just a phenomenal movie. I highly recommend you check it out. little mini best-off recommendation in here with that. Uh, the Long Halloween, if you don't know, is the one main source material of Batman that a lot of movies are being based off of. The new Batman movie's been based off of it. There were big influences in The Dark Knight that took story elements from this book pretty much follows batman trying to solve this mystery that takes place within a whole year and a different crime happens on a holiday each month and along with that you also get the rise and fall of harvey dent and his transformation into two-face and you get a lot of the the gangs and the underworld all mixed into this story about batman it's a phenomenal story it's one of the batman stories that i recommend to people to check out if you're new to batman if you love batman if you haven't read a whole lot of batman it's one of the stories to check out and now that it's going to be an animated movie it's even more exciting and that wraps up our news flash for the week and now that we're back into the action we are going to get into our main topic of the week and unless you were hiding in a hole and you just didn't realize there was a big dc event that happened last weekend called the dc fandom event lots of news came out about this lots of things were dropped and teased and we are going to talk about each one of them starting with the new wonder woman 1984 trailer and the big thing to come out of this is that we got to see more of the villain side of things. With the first couple trailers, it was very much like, here's Wonder Woman doing Wonder Woman things, but we're not going to show a whole lot more. And now that this movie's been delayed so much because of COVID, I feel like they're finally like, well, let's, this is all that we got left to get people excited for because we already were as very teaserish as we could be without giving away too much now we got to give a little more so we're going to sh actually show you cheetah 
played by Kristen, Kristen Wiig. And we're also going to show a little bit of, I still don't know the other villain's name, but he's very much like Donald Trumpy. He's He seems like the handler of Cheetah. Like yeah. He, he, I'm guessing, is like the scientist who gives her the powers and, and whatever, and is really the mastermind who's unleashing like a downtrodden, woe is me, I'll never be as good as her character, and then giving her powers. The thing that I took out of this trailer, too, about him is he somehow has the ability to give it seems like give everyone what they want literally so that's how steve trevor's back in this movie from the first one because spoiler alert if you didn't see the first one the main love interest dies at the end but now he's back because that's the one thing that diana's wanted like wants the most is for him back and then boom he's back the character that turns into cheetah i can't think of her civilian name but like she wants to be seen and recognized and get back at those who get everything that they want and she sees that as wonder woman and then boom she's get she's got these powers boom she gets turned into a real life version of the movie cats they <laughs> exactly but they made it a big point to flat out even have him say like i can give you anything that you want i can give you what you want and then boom they show it and then they show what happens when the wrong people get what they want to I think one of the things, too, from this that was just friggin' sweet is Wonder Woman's all-gold armor with the wings, too. And oh. even just that little snippet of, like, her versus Cheetah at the end where she pretty much just, like, catches Cheetah midair and, like, slams her on the ground like a whip. <laughs> I think it definitely did, like, um, it gave the little teasers that you wanted the more that you needed to see. Her frickin' lassoing and swinging off the lightning was just dope. So, again, like you said, they took, hey, remember that first trailer we gave you and told you this movie was going to happen? Now we're going to show you why you're excited for it. Absolutely, and who knows when we're going to get this. Uh, I don't even remember. We talked about it in a past episode when it's supposed to come out. I, I thought think... it was supposed to come out in November originally, wasn't it? Or was it a spring movie? It was a spring movie originally, and then they pushed it to August, and then they pushed it from August to either October or November. I don't remember. Right. But it's one of but those. But now it's 2021, isn't it? They haven't said. Okay. The, the one thing that I noticed about all the trailers that they, that they released over the weekend was coming to theaters or in theaters soon. Like, no there dates. was no dates on any of them because things are going to get pushed back. I mean, I'm surprised that Tenet's even coming out as it is. But that's another story in a different time. That's not a DC property this time. But go on. We got a little bit more information about Shazam 2, and that is the title. And the title is Shazam! Fury of the Gods. And that's literally all that they could say about the movie. <laughs> Fury of the Gods. Move on to the next panel. Wait, what? <laughs> that was pretty much it. Zachary, Zachary Levi not here? No, he came out and he's like, here's the title of the movie. And that's about all I can tell you. How much did that cost, DC? I don't <laughs> know. Zachary just... Levi to walk out and just announce the name and go, okay, bye. I I have no idea. I have no idea. Uh, I mean, you could speculate a billion things about this movie, but you never know. I mean, at the end of, again, spoiler alerts, at the end of the Shazam movie, he gives powers to all the other foster kids and then yep. they fight the weird like uh the seven deadly sins or whatever it is so again never saw that coming except we did because this was one of the many times that funko has blown 
the lead. Right? He, they freaking blew it. Those pops came out. They're like, look at these pops releasing for Shazam. And it was all the names of the kids in full superhero. And we're like, what? And speaking of that, another time that they did it was with Wonder Woman 1984. The very first look that you got of Cheetah was the pop that came out. Mm-hmm. I mean, that unfortunately couldn't be helped because they released those pops after the movie was supposed to be out. Right, absolutely. But since the movie got pushed back, they're like, well... But Shazam was different because this wasn't... That's true. This was pre-COVID time. That's true. I mean, I digress. We're getting into it. Your your tone that you made with that movie, that was a good movie, though. Yeah, no, I did. I'm not going (laughs) to sit here and say I didn't like it. I enjoyed the movie. But yeah, it was was the curveballs, like I said. I was like, oh, wow, that's how it's going to be handled. And oh, wow, that's going to happen. I think that's the same thing for Shazam, you know, too. It gives, you know, the fury of the gods. It's like, okay. I think it could very well deal with all those foster kids having superpowers now and, like, you know, some thinking that they're that they're the shit and they're all that while the others are like, no, we got to work together. Mm-hmm. And it, you could go that route. You could go the route of, you know, the secret gets out that the, that the way that you get these powers is you hold that staff and you say Shazam, you know. And somebody, the wrong person could get the powers. Who knows what the story's going to be. Or it could tie into the next thing that was released. Uh, We could get the first appearance of, or the second appearance of, at that point, of Black Adam. He could be the main villain of that movie because his movie is supposed to come out before that. And they gave us a quick little teaser of this movie. It was basically The Rock giving the origin story of Shazam, which to me after watching it again briefly before we recorded i was like this is scorpion king with superpowers it was the, so the rock intros a trailer for a movie that the rock is in that he narrates the trailer to because the a beginning of the trailer is just the rock talking about the movie and then the actual trailer starts and it's the rock narrating over the movie that the rock stars in like we get it, man. You do it all. We got it. <laughs> I mean, that's about all that they really have for that movie, though. It was, I think that was supposed to go into production this summer. And with COVID, unfortunately, it couldn't. So they showed us concept art throughout the entire trailer of what it's supposed to look like. It, it looks was. It was no sweet. live action. It was all concept art. But again, this came out like years and years ago. Somebody made... A concept art or like a dream concept art of the rock as black adam and there has never been a role that he fits better than this absolutely i i thought it was funny too how the entire time that they actually showed him live action in the trailer he was so shadowed that you couldn't really see who mm-hmm. he was and it was like come on we all know that shape of a body we all know that voice like why why are you hiding it it's either him or jason momoa and there's no hair so <laughs> we know who it is exactly to go off of these more teasers the other movie that was teased was we actually got a first a first teaser trailer for Zack snyder's version of the justice league and i said the first with a tone because we had those trailers, and then he was taken off, and Joss Whedon came in, and now we're finally getting the version that Zack Snyder wanted, and this was an interesting trailer. There was <laughs> a lot in this trailer, and one of the things that people were excited for in the original the original plan 
for the Justice League movie. We got to see in the first second of the trailer with Darkseid. Literally opened up with Darkseid. Darkseid slamming a staff or a spear. A into hammer the, or a something. Hammer, something into the ground. That's how the trailer starts. I wonder if like that's him making his armor. Because a lot of people commented on how like he wasn't wearing any armor and it was just like him shirtless. Like maybe that's him like forging the steel to make the armor to take down the Justice he League. Like farm boy Thanos <laughs> in the beginning of Endgame. Yeah, lots of stuff, lots of little snippets that we hadn't seen before. Some stuff we had, but now we've seen differently. Cutbacks to Themyscira, like there was just so many different parts that, like, again, and then we see uh, Ares. Yep. We see a better shot of Ares, and it's like. Okay, well, there's a lot of different things going on here. Steppenwolf, you got a better look at him, too. He looked a lot better. We got a lot more footage of Cyborg, which he was kind of sidelined throughout most of that movie. Like, Mm -hmm. they teased the little bits and pieces there. The one thing about, like, and because this is in the trailer, I don't really consider it a spoiler, but when they showed his dad, like, blowing up, I was like, that's one thing I didn't want to see, you know? Like, I would have been fine to wait to watch that in the movie. But otherwise, this trailer really was... Other than that, this trailer really wasn't that spoilerish at all. No, it was a lot of flash, flash, flash. It was a lot of things to get you excited about it. I don't know what kind of notes you have for this, but it's coming out on HBO Max. Yep. It's going to be four one-hour parts that come out. And did you find out if it's all coming out at once or if they're going to break it up? I think they're going to break it up and release one a week. And then they also, Zack Snyder was the one who moderated the panel, so he was kind of running the show for this bit of the DC fandom. He said that they're going to be releasing it, like you said, into the four one-hour parts. I think they're going to release like one a week. And then they're thinking of, or they're trying to figure out a way to kind of condense it into like an actual movie version too, Mm -hmm. so that you can watch the long version and the short version. Quentin Tarantino's done this with some movies on Netflix, like The Hateful Eight. He released in, like, episodic form and kind of was, like, the longer version of it. And then he also said that they're trying to figure out the best way to release this on home media. So it's not just... It's going to start off on HBO Max, but eventually you'll get the chance to buy the Snyder Cut version on Blu-ray and DVD, and so the rest of the world can get it, too, because not everybody hbo max isn't a global thing like not everybody in the world has access to hbo max but for those of you who do we will keep you updated on this so you know the exact day to start your free one month trial of hbo max so you can see all four parts and then cancel it exactly it's gonna be in the spring of 2021 they haven't announced a month yet well and when it comes to movies like this i know for people like you and i this falls in the same category of the director's cut for, like, Watchmen. Like, we will sit down and take in a three-and-a-half, four-hour movie. So if Snyder wants to release, you know, eventually let's do a steel book, or, or when it comes out on home media, they're going to do it. Here's it as the four-hour-long parts, and then here's the two-and-a-half-hour version that you could enjoy. I will sit down and watch a four-hour movie if Zack Snyder said, this is exactly what my heart feels is the Justice League movie. And he's proven in the past, too, that when you give him the opportunity to do this, you're going to appreciate it more than the condensed version. Like you mentioned, he directed The Watchmen. The Watchmen theatrical cut is fine. 
the director's cut is a thousand times better same thing with batman v superman that movie came out and it kind of had mixed responses i was one of them that was like it was okay but it wasn't great then they released the ultimate cut on blu-ray when it came out which added like 30 minutes but that 30 minutes made it into a completely different movie a completely different experience so you give him the chance to tell his full version of this story it's if you're skeptical about his past movies like man of steel batman v superman this is the chance to kind of put that off to the side and be like this is gonna be the thing and again like you said too because i wasn't a huge fan of man of steel and then again bvs was rocky but when i did see that that extended cut those extended cuts it really made a difference which is what i'm hoping here i'll let you add anything else you have to add but before we jumped into another subject i just wanted to say Zack snyder has a love for a very weird cover (laughs) of hallelujah he used it in this trailer so please don't be turned off by it if you have to just mute it i think this song choice would have been great but this cover is so weird and then brian was so kind to remind me that it was also in the sex scene from the watchman i'm like no way (laughs) i got home from work that night and i put the blu-ray in to find it and it's it's so bad it's the song is so bad it's oh it's like a spoken word poem for most of it and when it is saying it's so so i did my best it wasn't much (laughs) <laughs> David played and he pleased the Lord it sounds like your pastor is sitting up in front of you reading right from the book of like, and the book then of he starts to sing and even though it's <laughs> so weird so so weird so don't let that turn you off that was the first thing I texted Brian that is the first thing you texted me you were like I was expecting any kind of reaction and then what I got was WTF was that song <laughs> The only other thing I'm going to add that is kind of exciting is we get to see regular face Superman, not the weird mouth CGI abomination that we got with Joss Whedon's cut because (laughs) Paramount was like, nope, our Henry Cavill needs that mustache for our Mission Impossible movie, which is going to be a lot better movie than yours. So, you know, big middle finger there. But we also get him in the black costume when Mm -hmm. he comes back to life. Did you see too, and this isn't necessarily trailer related, but did you see Zack Snyder respond to a tweet that came out like the same week of this DC fandom that happened where they're like, they asked about that, do you bleed or whatever? They asked, is like, is Superman going to say that again? He's like, no, it doesn't make any sense. Right? He He straight up was like a giant double middle finger to Josh Whedon. He's like, or Joss or whatever. Joss Whedon. Uh, I read the tweet and I'm like, yes. Not related to that trailer, but more justice league news they have like officially opened up an investigation about the filming of joss whedon's cut all that controversy that came out that we talked about in a past episode now it's finally coming to fruition that warner brothers is officially like opening up an investigation about all of the misdeeds that were done during the filming of that movie do not throw the creation out with the creator if the creator's a butthole that doesn't mean you have to stop watching the things that they made bill cosby was still funny back in the 70s and 80s he's a monster we get it but he told a good joke it's the same thing now avengers isn't bad just because joss whedon was a jerk please remember that let's turn this frown upside down to go into some more good news 
It was announced before the fandom event that Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton are returning as Batman for the Flash movie. I thought it was kind of weird that this came out before the DC fandom, because that's like the big main news for that movie. Yeah. But if you're wondering, you know, how do we get two different Batmans in the same movie? It's because the Flash is dimension time hopping character with his superpowers uh which will be better explained in the movie than i just did whether on purpose or on accident (laughs) the flash is a time traveling universe jumping multiverse skipping uh uh, being due to his super speed and if you watch the flash show on the cw you already know all this yeah, that was the big news that came out about that. Other than that, like, The Flash is getting a new costume, which, I mean, is to be expected. A different director is getting their their take on it, their version. I kind of, when movies do this kind of thing, where they give somebody a different costume, and if it's a different director and a different team making the movie, I always view it as, like, if a different creative team would hop on a comic book, you know? one artist is not going to draw batman the same way as another so that's like your variation of it it's well and why did the flash have to have such a metal metallic like iron man suit like the flash only needs something that keeps up with it i kind of viewed it as like since he doesn't have like the funds and whatnot for like that bruce wayne does to make a batman costume he's a kid so he's gonna take a bunch of random scrap metal together paint it red and call that his costume i guess i don't know that's that's the interpretation that i took from it but i'll I'll give you that and the other thing to note that i didn't know about this movie before this event that i probably should have is the director of the most recent it movies so it chapters one and two he's the director of this flash movie so it should be it should be good it should be interesting at the very least we get ben affleck back to kind of wrap up his batman a little bit better uh now with justice league and his send-off in the splash movie and we get michael keaton back as batman do you think he's gonna be able to turn his head in this movie i hope not i really (laughs) hope not he comes back as the same giant rubber cowled batman where he can't turn his head from they released some concept art of the new flash costume and in that picture was michael keaton's batman behind him so i hope that it's the same costume and if they do make him young like younger looking Mm -hmm. i really hope that they, they do a good job with it you know we've seen movies do a very good job at de-aging people like the marvel movies do and we've also seen it done very poorly like in the irishman by martin scorsese where it looks like an old man and you just slapped some cgi hair color on him and took some wrinkles away but all this deep fake technology that you see of like people use that like just use something like that if you want to de-age them but i would be fine with an old keaton i'd be fine with a young keaton the fact of the matter is we're getting Keaton back as Batman. If the fact that there's some internet troll who could slap Nancy Pelosi's face on an X-rated movie, I'm sure that they can pay the right person to make Michael Keaton look like he's 90s Michael Keaton. Right, and and like I said about The Irishman, I just saw a video on YouTube this week where somebody deep-faked Robert De Niro to look a thousand times younger than he actually did in the movie. Like They had the side-by-side comparisons, and I was like, 
yeah, that person did that for like pennies to what you probably paid to do it. Yep. So hopefully we get that. To continue on with more Batman news, they announced a new Batman game that is going to be Batman-less. Batman Gotham Knights game has been announced. This is made by Warner Brothers Montreal, not Rocksteady, who made the other Batman Arkham games. Arkham, Arkham City, Arkham Asylum, Arkham Knight. Uh, Great games, but again, sometimes that's what it takes, is taking a storyline and giving it to a new creative team. If it looks anything like what the trailer did, I am head over heels already. Absolutely. The only thing that makes me a little nervous is the fact that, like, they've made one video game ever. They did the the Arkham Origins game, which a lot of people found to be not as good in that franchise, and which is why it's kind of like the bastard stepchild at this point. It was only released on PS3, and that's the only way that you can play it now. Like, they've released all the other Arkham games, Rocksteady, the original company that made those games, released the three that they make. And those are the only three games that you ever hear people talk about. And that's it. That's the only games that they that's the only game that this company's made. So that makes me a little nervous, but this teaser trailer was pretty sweet. It opens up with what I've heard is a spoiler to the Arkham Knight game. I haven't played the Arkham Knight game, so I don't know 100% sure, but this game opens up with Batman's death. They're searching through the rubble, the the police the news teams are talking and the, the news crews are talking and the police are searching. And then it just flashes to a computer screen that, um, I don't know if it's Red Hood or Nightwing is sitting in front of, and it's basically Batman's In Case I Die video. Yeah, and he's dead, and now it's up to the rest of the Bat family to kind of pick up the pieces and to control the chaos in Gotham. We get to play as Nightwing, we get to play as Robin. I don't know if they had said which Robin it is. If it's Tim Drake, if it's Damian Wayne, if it's... If I look at it, it looks like Tim Drake. If I have to take a swing... Yeah, but I it also it. kind of... It looks, it looks like it should be Tim Drake, but then he's also... His costume looks very similar to Damian Wayne. So I don't know what Robin it is, right. but we get Batgirl and then we get the Red Hood as well. So you get the four of those. This is the first game that you've that you have the chance to play as Batgirl, which I find kind of fascinating because in the past Arkham games, both in Asylum and City, I know, because I've played those two, they have like a DLC where you can play as Nightwing and Robin and you can do like special missions and Mm -hmm. stuff like that as those characters. But this is the first chance we get to play as Batgirl and as the Red Hood. And it'll be interesting to see if they have a different perspective and a different set of missions with whoever you choose to play as. Well, a different set of missions, a different set of skills, different equipment, different, you know, rules, I guess, for that character. Because, obviously, Red Hood plays by a completely different set of rules than Batgirl will. Absolutely. And it's it should be a, it should be a really fun game. Because I know the DLC, with when you had the chance to play as those other characters in the past Arkham games, I oftentimes found their playability to be more fun than Batman's was. Uh, They had different movement, different skills that weren't Batman, but they were... 
they were more enjoyable. They were more fun for me to play as. So it's it, it'll be fun to play as them. And the villain that they announced in this trailer is the Court of Owls, which is kind of a not kind of it's it's really exciting. The only downfall is the Court of Owls is one of the best modern Batman stories that was written. But a big part mm-hmm. of what made that story so great is the that fact that... originated in Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> no! <laughs> no! Is the fact that it was Batman's journey through it. Because the whole concept of it is Batman thinks he knows his city, he's like the ultimate protector and whatnot, but then there's this secret, like, criminal organization that's been the backbone and the founders of Gotham and have raise the say to be what it is and they've been like running the show this whole time and batman's just figuring out that oh hey this group like is a thing and they're a real problem and i don't know as much about my city as i thought i did and it would have been i i would have loved to have had batman's journey through that i would have loved to play as batman through that as opposed to the Bat family. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I will say, though, is Nightwing is very much tied into that storyline as well. So, I mean, I guess we'll get that perspective from him. Because the main thing about the Court of Owls is they recruit their assassins, which they call Talons, from the circus. And they had tried to recruit Dick grayson to be a talon way back in the day when he was in the circus so flying grayson so he's very much tied into that story so we'll get that side and that perspective of it it's just disappointing that we won't get a little bit more batman but who knows maybe he'll come back halfway through the game and be like i wasn't dead after all you know it would be a risky move to have a batman game without batman and that wasn't the only big video game news that was announced Rocksteady, which we mentioned earlier that made the Batman Arkham games, they are making a new DC game, and it is the Suicide Squad game. This shows some characters from that first movie that we know, Harley Quinn, Deadshot, Boomerang, and they're on this mission to stop this thing, and then we find out at the end of the trailer that this thing that they've been sent to stop and kill is Superman. This game looks like it's going to be set up to where the Suicide Squad has to take out the Justice League. It's uh, Yeah, they lead in, and you can hear Amanda Waller yelling on the radio, and Harley Quinn's like, Oh, we're moving in on the blah, blah, blah. Oh, we're doing it. And then it shows her just, like, finger-puppeting through, like, a terrace onto into a pizza slice, and she's like, We made it! We got the target! And then, like, an RPG blows up the pizza, and then you see uh, Boomerang there, um, and then uh, Deadshot shows up, and, and King Shark, who's going to be voiced by WWE's uh, Samoa Joe. Oh, I'm not yeah. a big W. I'm not a big wrestling guy, but I am aware of who Samoa Joe is. And it's it's so funny. They get to the end, and Boomerang shows up. He's like, "Hey, did we figure out who the target is yet?" And they all just slowly raise their finger and point at a Superman who just recently vaporized a pilot of a, like a helicopter pilot. Yeah. And then it ends with just the glowing eyes and the Suicide Squad kills the Justice League. DC does with video games what Marvel does to movies for me. Marvel movies make me forget that DC movies exist 
DC video games make me forget that Marvel video games exist. I'm aware that the most recent Spider-Man movie re released to the Sony console um, was great, but as of right now, Marvel cannot even hold a candle close to what DC has created for video games. And that's what these trailers are showing us again, that we are in store for some badass superhero movie content. Or not movie, but video game content. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that wasn't the only Suicide Squad news that was announced either. Following that, they also announced the full cast for the Suicide Squad, and they showed us some behind-the-scenes footage to kind of get you all hyped up for the movie. So if you saw the first Suicide Squad movie... You'll remember Viola Davis, who played Amanda Waller, who was, like, the the head that was, like, I'm sending you out to do the thing. Like, she was kind of, like, the, the one in charge. She's coming back. Jai Courtney, who played Boomerang, he's coming back. And, of course, Margot Robbie, who plays Harley Quinn in the DC movies, she's also going to be back. Uh, isn't the Rick Flagg guy back, too? Yes, and Rick Flagg. I... Uh, forget who the actor is but the guy who plays rick flag is back yes again. he's also back so that's your original cast from that first movie that's going to be back but along with him you also get idris elba will be playing Bloodsport. david dismalchian is playing the polka dot man flula borg is playing javelin pete davidson is going to be blackguard john cena is coming in to play Peacemaker, which has been described as kind of like a mix between if Captain America and the Punisher were combined together. He's like the justice goody two-shoers that will cross that line to make sure that justice is held. Mailing Ning is playing Mongol. Michael Rooker, who's in every James Gunn movie, is going to be Savant. Sean Gunn who is the brother of James Gunn and is in every James Gunn movie, is playing Weasel. They announced King Shark, but they didn't announce who's going to be voicing him. Peter Capaldi, who is known as the 12th Doctor in Doctor Who, he's going to be the thinker. Nathan Fillion is going to be TDK, which does not stand for the Dark Knight. It <clears throat> stands for the Detachable Kid, Daniela... Melquire is going to be playing Rat Catcher 2, and that is the full cast of characters that are going to be showing up in this movie. I don't know nearly any of these characters. Yeah, and I'm saying for our listeners, if your first thought to that is, um, what? You're not alone, because you're very much in the same boat as us. Uh, I mean, I have vaguely heard of a small one or two of these but again, not only you know outside of Batman, our knowledge of the the DC universe isn't nearly as good as it is of the Marvel universe. But a lot of these are obscure characters, and because the Justice League has had such a or not Justice League, the Suicide Squad has had such a long run, they've had a lot of these obscure characters come and go, and that's kind of the whole whole error of not error but the error of. Suicide Squad is that they can come and go. They can move in, they can move out. And a lot move. of the Suicide Squad is those like C and D list villains that would be like your Superman, your Flash, your Green Lantern, uh, your Wonder Woman, all those like C, D level villains that 
we have no clue who they are. I mean, other than the ones that showed up in the first Suicide Squad movie, and then the couple that they talked about in that uh, behind-the-scenes look, I know nothing about any of them. No, I'm excited about some of the actors. Oh, absolutely. But as far as those characters go, I don't really know a whole lot. I mean, a guy named Abner, who goes by Mr. Polka Dot in the comic book, is now Polka Dot Man. Javelin, again, you know, some of these characters, too. Mongal is actually the female version of Mongol, who is actually um, one of the Superman villains that can actually go toe-to-toe with the last son of Krypton. <laughs> Michael Rooker as Savant. Savant was actually the guy who wanted to be Batman until Batman was like, you suck, stop trying to be me, which turned him <laughs> to the other side. Sean Gunn's Weasel looks horrifying yeah <laughs> when you see like bulging eyes rat face big teeth king shark i think was good in the trailer and he was like he was funny too because he's like Rrr! and then he just smiles with shark teeth and waves yep. which is he was pretty... good in the trailer he was like you mentioned earlier he's also going to be in the suicide squad game like that character looked really good in that game too so mm-hmm. maybe he's one of those hidden gems that we just don't know about yet maybe he's going to be the next group who knows Hopefully, because we need a lovable character for DC. The Thinker is a super strong uh, telepath. Uh, Clifford DeVoe, like you said, is being played by Peter Capaldi, who was a phenomenal actor in the Doctor Who series. And then Nathan Fillion, who was... What is that one, like, that one-off show that everyone has a cult following for? Firefly. Firefly. And then he was also in... Wasn't he in that really weird superhero sing-along movie with Neil Patrick Harris? Yep, he was in that one. Yeah, uh, he was like Dr. Dr. Hor- Dr. Horrible's sing-along fun or something yeah, like that. Yeah, Neil Patrick Harris played Dr. Horrible, and then Nathan Fillion was like the Thunder Hammer or yep. you know, something. He was, like. in, um, he was also in that other James Gunn movie that you hate. With Rain Wilson in it, oh, super. Yeah, super. He was he was the the Jesus superhero. Oh. He's also in Castle. He's in a lot of nerdy stuff, so it's it wasn't surprising that to see him finally come to a superhero movie. But maybe surprising that it was this one. <laughs> uh, Ratcatcher Two uh, is rumored to be the daughter of the original Ratcatcher, Otis uh, Flanagan. He was an actual rat catcher in the sewer of Gotham City. He developed a special ability to communicate with and train rats, who he used to plague the city with the crime spree. Maybe that'll be Weasel's best friend. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Or his girlfriend, whatever it may be. So again, even after we read through these, you guys can see a very obscure combination and put together a group of, you know, ragtag bandits and villains, which is the the title and the run of suicide squad we'll put up an article on our social media that kind of gives more information on who some of these characters are the main thing that i took out of this trailer was just the footage because i mean they had a lot of people talking and saying like the very basic hype stuff like you've never seen anything like this this is gonna blow your mind like I just almost straight up was like, it's like a graphic novel come to life. And I was like, well, yeah, no, duh. It's a superhero movie. But yeah, the the foot, the actual footage, though, that we saw looks incredible. This movie's supposed to be like a 1970s war film with superpowers is what it's kind of being hyped up to be. 
the question that I have coming out of this is who's going to make it out alive of this movie? There's a lot of big actors in this movie. But a lot of killable characters. Yes, too. like which ones are going to make it out and which ones aren't? I mean, are some of like the ones that we fell in love with in that first Suicide Squad movie that are coming back, are some of them going to make it? Are some of the ones that we fall in love with in this movie, are they going to make it? They flat out say in the thing, don't get attached to anyone. Yeah, and the, the funny part is, it's like you get a bunch of these A-list actors playing D-list superheroes, and you stuff them all into a movie together, I don't know who they're going to kill. The only one that I know of that's going to make it out alive is Harley Quinn, because you can't kill off Margot Robbie and Harley Quinn. She's one of DC's biggest moneymakers. Right, right? like, you just, you can't do it. But otherwise, like... Like, Jai Courtney, who was fantastic as Boomerang in the first Suicide Squad movie, you only saw, like, one second of him in that whole trailer. Like, I don't I don't know if he's going to make it through. There are some people that got a lot of attention that I think maybe will, but the, the ones that I was trying to look out for were, who haven't we seen in this trailer, and, like, who's not being talked about a whole lot? Uh, Peter Capaldi, other than him being announced, like... We know nothing about his character in that movie. They didn't even show any footage of him. Like, is he going to be around at all? Or is he going to be, like, this big part that they're just kind of keeping off to the side and keeping a secret and hiding? I don't know. That's that's the good thing about a successful teaser. It's something to get you pumped, get you hyped, tell you a little bit about it, but not everything. And that's what this successfully did. And the last... Thing that was announced at the DC fandom last but certainly not least they showed us a teaser trailer for the Batman and holy cow it was awesome <laughs> yeah like again this was another one of those the ledger rule moments like as soon as Robert Pattinson got announced everyone's like no not the twinkly vampire shut up stop wait take a beat and wait till the movie comes because this trailer showed you right away you were wrong yeah and he was like he's a big thing to talk about in this trailer but not the biggest thing for me the biggest thing was the riddler because the whole time i was like this dude acts like the riddler to an extent like there's a lot of riddler themes and elements here but this is way darker, way more twisted. I don't think... Oh, never mind. The 2021 is written in question marks. I guess it is the Riddler. The duct tape, which was a great way to open up with the logos. Mm-hmm. Like, that was super cringy. And then just his look. It looks like he's like wearing a poncho with duct tape on his face and sunglasses. Like, not your classic Riddler look at all. But it's... Again, it's this is the dark, gritty version of Batman. Every time that they say, we're going to go darker, we're going to go grittier, like you never think that they will, and then somehow they find a way to do it. One of my favorite parts from the trailer, and I got a little taste of it when they did some of the teaser photos, was the new Batmobile. It's like a straight-up 70s muscle car with the giant tim burton yes. like afterburner on the back i was i was head over heels for it it's and just not, to see that yeah yeah and it was just for a split second but it's like yes please more please 
Put it in my face. Feed me. That and, of course, the, uh, the I am vengeance part of the trailer that everyone's talking about mm-hmm. where he just, like, wails that dude to no end. Like, this is going to be a darker, grittier, unhinged Batman than we've seen in a long time. Or if we've ever seen on camera, like in a movie, but it's going to be good. It's going to be interesting. There's not a whole lot to say about it, but if you haven't watched this trailer yet, where have you been? Like, check it out. The thing that continues to scare me, though, is what's happening with all these other movies, too. They're like, look at what you're going to get. This is going to be amazing. It's going to come 2021. And it's like, is it? Yeah. Yeah. This one though, I I did hear that they're that they've been filming in London and because the UK has a way better handle on COVID than we do, like they're able to do they're still able to work on this movie right now. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they can get enough shot and film to get this movie done and get it out to us by twenty twenty one. One other thing that I wanna talk about in that trailer was did you catch Colin Farrell as the Penguin. Mm. He looks nothing like Colin Farrell. Like oh, the really? makeup and whatever they did to his face and the costume does not look like him at all. There was two shots of him. There was one like quick glance of like his face that kind of went really quick. But then he was the guy in the car when there was the explosions going on in the background and he's like, Who is this guy? That was him. Does not look anything like him. As soon as we're done, I gotta go back and rewatch it again. I gotta, I gotta yeah. watch it again. Like, oh, there was, and look, go online too and look up Colin Farrell Penguin. People have like screen grabbed that quick shot of Cut his it face, out. and it looks nothing like Colin Farrell. So it'll be, it'll be really fun to see, like his portrayal as well. Uh, I like that this movie does kind of what the first part of batman begins did and that's like this is it's not quite an origin story but it's kind of like that in between you Mm -hmm. know where he's been doing it for a little while but not that long so you got a bat cave that's not like this big glamorous bat cave that we're used to it's like an abandoned warehouse with like random monitors here and there the batmobile is an old sports car that's like souped up a little bit you got a Batman who's not as seasoned and is gonna doesn't quite know the that balance yet between going too far and not far enough, you know. And we're gonna get a lot of that stuff with not just Batman, but like the villains and Gotham City and Commissioner Gordon and all of itself. So I can't wait. I can't I, either. There's a lot of stuff that came out of this uh, DC fandom event, but again, that's why we saved the best for last the certain you know last but certainly not least this batman trailer was so so good so good so we are coming to the end here folks there is always has to be an end again remember guys midwestern nerds is where you can find us go to midwesternerds.com that is where you can find us uh links to us at twitter at Facebook, at Instagram, as well as at gmail.com if you want to email us directly. All of our different streaming platforms are listed on there. Again, 
Uh, we are at Apple. We are at Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Anchor, and Google Podcast. Please review us. Please slap those five stars on there and leave some good notes for your Midwestern nerds that you love. Say some of the good things about me. Say some of the good things about Brian. Brian puts a ton of work into this show. Brian edits this show. Brian brings almost all the news to this show, puts together all of our notes for the show. If it wasn't for Brian, I don't think we'd put this together every week. You bring all the character and the charisma. Which, <laughs> well, and all of the social media skills, because as embarrassing as it is to say, I did take some social media courses in college, and it's been so long since then that like all of that stuff that I learned is so obsolete that I'm like, I'm an old dinosaur. What is Twitter? How do I tweet her? <laughs> Speaking of our social media, our social media, we uh, we got some stuff coming down the pipe that is pretty exciting. Not not this week, but uh, maybe next week or the following, we'll be talking about some stuff that is uh, really exciting for us. So as we will reach out to you with all this new content, please reach out back to us if you want to hear more, if you want to know more about some of the stuff that was announced at the DC Fandom if you want us to dive a little bit further into that stuff, if you want to know a little bit more of the many stories that we covered in the two weeks' worth of newsflash stories, anything at all, if you want to know who Peter Parker's parents are, any any random thing, we'll be happy to do the information and do the work, the detective work, to find that out if we don't know ourselves. But we want to interact with you all. We want to build this community we don't just want to talk at you. We want to talk with you. And again, whether it's beer, brats, comics, or pops, keep, keep it nerdy. nerdy.